Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Essence Stark. Hey, this is Imani Media Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. What's up, WNBA Nation? So excited to talk with all of you tonight. My name is Kyle Haywood, and uh, I am really, really stoked to be on the show tonight. Um, I'm running a solo show again. Usually this means that it's kind of a special type episode where I will break down the uh, current, uh, you know, WNBA draft prospects and whatnot. But tonight is actually... Uh, just one of our normal episodes, and uh, we had a, a several things coming up. Uh, Jason was busy tonight. He wasn't actually scheduled. Uh, it was going to be Steve and I, which he and I haven't done an episode together in a while, um, but it's going to be Steve and I. Steve had some uh, some family things come up that were definitely um, should take a priority, so he's uh, he's making sure that that's all taken care of. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys have, if you've listened to the show long enough, you kind of understand this by now. We absolutely love the WNBA. We absolutely love doing this show. It's 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 a huge part of our lives and consumes way too much of our of our minds and our and our our time. That being said, we all have families and those uh, those families always come first. So um, you know, so so Steve wasn't able to hop on. That's totally cool. And uh, it's actually Logan's birthday today. So if you guys uh, want to hit him up. It's at Logan TJ on Twitter. Hit him up. Uh, you'll you'll probably get this tomorrow, which will be the twenty fifth, which means that it'll be the day after his birthday. Still hit him up and wish him a happy birthday. Um, he's a great part of the of the show. He's a great friend of mine, and uh, he's actually uh, he, he lives in the apartment of the, in the bottom of my house. So yeah, so we actually share a house together, which is cool. Um, so yeah, hit him up. Wish him a happy birthday. And, uh, yeah, so that means it is left to me and I apologize if I happen to be your least favorite of the four hosts. Um, I understand that because, uh, the other three extremely talented, that being said, I hope that I can keep you somewhat entertained tonight and, uh, be able to, um, discuss some of this exciting news that's coming out in free agency with coaching hires and rumors and potential meetings between players and teams and Lauren Jackson news question mark. We're going to hit all of that and more in this episode. But first I just want to give a shout out to everybody hanging out with us on Twitch. We got a pretty big group over here tonight, which I'm pretty stoked about some of our regulars. We got Jay Lucetti and Smoney and Jackie Cherry, some people that we've, uh, we've seen for quite a quite a while. We even have some uh, people chiming in, in the chat from Trinidad, that Trinidad and Tobago, um, or Tobago. I never know how to say that Trinidad and Tobago. We'll see. I don't know. Correct me. Hit me up on Twitter. Correct me. Make me, make me smarter. I'm sorry. But um, either way, yeah, we've got some international peeps hanging out in the chat tonight. If you haven't checked this out on Twitch, come over. It's easy. It's super fun, and it's not like a commitment. Just download the app or check it out online if you're at your computer. Twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. You can hang out. You can uh, If you follow us, you'll just get a notification anytime we go live, which is about twice a week, so it's not like we're spamming your notifications. And if you get that notification, come hang out for a little bit. Watch the episode. Uh, as we record it, and uh, we have a lot of a lot of times we talk 
you know, before we record and after we record. And sometimes that has nothing even to do with basketball. And we, we just kind of hang out and talk about whatever is on our minds with, with our, our Twitch family here. So thanks for everybody who's tuning in on chat uh, or on Twitch here uh, in the chat with me. I appreciate that. The best way to contact us and the best way to uh, interact with us is on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. If you want to DM us or you want to tweet us, that's probably the best way to do so. A couple shout-outs I got to give. Salumi Ray, EA Sports 83, and Michael Smith, Michael M. Smith 7. Um, all thank you for the follows here on chat. Y'all are just giving us the love uh, as we as we get rolling here. So appreciate you guys hanging out. We've got news. We've got news, ladies and gents. Uh, finally, it seems like we've got some free agency stuff to talk about. It was so quiet, um, not only in the free agency realm, but in the Phoenix head coaching realm as well. So let's start with that. It's official, and it's been all but official for you know a, a day or two here. Vanessa Nygaard is officially the new head coach of the Phoenix Mercury, um, and... What a ride that was. What an interesting uh, path that we took to getting a head coach in Phoenix. Started out with, you know, basically just really quiet on all fronts. Um, Sandy Brondello obviously um, parting ways with the with the organization. Not sure how mutual that was. Um, but Sandy Brondello obviously moving on to New York and seems really excited about the prospects of what's happening there. And um, I, I don't blame her. I think they're putting together an incredible roster and we've got a long ways to go in free agency. I don't think they're done yet. So we'll see what happens there in New York. But then Phoenix seemed to just not um, not really do anything. And we heard some names being thrown around and Vanessa Nygaard was one of those names. But I think the name that a lot of people were talking about was Teresa Witherspoon, assistant coach of the... Uh, um, of the uh, New Orleans Pelicans and, you know, a, a great basketball coach. And I think that that's who the Mercury really had in sight. Um, but it seems like just they couldn't get it done deal wise, couldn't make the money work right. Or, uh, you know, whatever goes on behind, uh, behind the scenes there. That, this is my personal take on this. So this isn't gospel. This isn't, uh, I'm, I'm not spitting all the facts here. I'm just giving you what it seemed like to me and what what how this story kind of a, appeared to to myself. And uh, we would even have chats like this in our in our group chat uh, as hosts. So, Teaspoon was my first choice. I think that she made a lot of sense in Phoenix. I think it would be great to uh, for her to be there. However, that didn't happen. But Vanessa Nygaard is far from a bad hire. Far from a bad hire. Uh, Vanessa Nygaard's a, a former WNBA player, which is always good. Um, you know, she was, uh, she started playing back in 1998, I want to say. I should pull up like the, uh, I should probably pull up like the press release here and actually see what's going on. Yeah, she was drafted by New York back in 1998, um, played for a few different teams, played for Portland, Miami, Cleveland, Charlotte, and LA, um, and even signed a little contract uh, with the Houston Comets, but ended up being waived. Um, really solid player. Uh, played in, back in uh, back at Stanford, I believe, for um, Tara Vanderveer. So back back in her days there at Stanford. So um, pretty exciting. I think that 
you know, obviously she's coming off of uh, a WNBA season where she was pl- playing an assistant coach role in Las Vegas with Bill Ambeer. Bill Ambeer no longer being the head coach there. So with Las Vegas as a uh, having a new head coach and Phoenix having a new head coach, um, it'll be interesting to see how those two teams who, for all intents and purposes, were both big-time title contenders last year. We'll see how new coaches um, uh, affect the upcoming season for them. But uh, I, I want to read just a, a couple little snippets of the actual um, like press release uh, announcement from the Phoenix Mercury uh, website here. So it says, The three-time WMA champion Phoenix Mercury today named Vanessa Nygaard the 10th head coach in franchise history. Nygaard's born in Scottsdale, Arizona, has nearly two decades of coaching experience at the high school, college, WNBA, and international level, following a six-year playing career in the WNBA and standout run at Stanford. Um, Side note for everybody here, I believe this makes, mm, off the top of my head, I believe this is seven of the 12 current head coaches that are former WNBA players. Uh, I may need to fact check that, but it's something along those lines. If we are at half or better of the coaches that are former players, I think that's pretty exciting and, and says a lot about um, you know potentially where this where this league is moving. And uh, I, I'm just I'm excited about that. I think that's pretty sweet. Um, let's see. So Nygaard, yes, did uh, did uh, play for Stanford. Did play for Coach Tara Vanderveer. Um, and went to three different Final Fours in uh, in her in her span there at uh, Stanford. So that's pretty sweet. Um, let's see. Uh, led by a 2021 Olympic gold medal winning trio of Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, and Skylar Diggins-Smith. Coming off the club's fifth WNBA Finals appearance, the three-time WNBA champion Phoenix Mercury um, returned to the Footprint Center this summer. So... Um, that's what's interesting about this whole situation. And I think that a lot of Mercury fans have to have a lot of like maybe some question marks going on in their heads. They thought, you know, here we are, we make a run to the finals. And what it seems is that it seems as though Sandy Brondella was kind of like, they said mutually parted ways. It seems though from from what I can tell that she was kind of it was a little bit more on Phoenix's side to make this decision to move forward from Sandy Brondello. Um, which I don't get. If you've got a if you've got a coach that just took you to the finals, uh, again, that could be totally wrong. If someone in Phoenix wants to correct us on that, uh come hop on the show. We'd love to hear your side of the story. But it seems though as as that's the case, and maybe that's because they potentially heard they could they were in the running for um, you know, a Becky Hammond or a Teresa Witherspoon. Um, and if that's the case, I don't see why you don't take that shot. Vanessa Nygaard, I don't think is a flashy hire, but I do think, uh, I do think that she's going to be, um, I, I think she deserves her shot. I think she's got a lot of experience. Um, and, uh, and we'll see what she's able to do with a pretty loaded, roster there in Phoenix. So excited to see what comes comes of that. Excited for Vanessa Nygaard and the future of the Mighty Mercury. Um, if uh, anybody in the Mercury front office happens to be listening, we'd love to have Coach Nygaard on the show um, and uh, be able to talk with her about the 
um, you know, basically what what the plan is for the Mercury moving forward and and what this hire means uh, for Coach Nygaard. So let us know. We'd be happy to we'd be happy to check that out. All right, we have a little bit of free agency, uh, free agency news coming through. Uh, let's let's just start with I think what maybe is the big obvious one that's kind of the big news. Jonquil Jones is uh, is a free agent this year, and she it seems as though she will be staying in Connecticut. For, uh, you know from. All the smoke that we're that we're seeing right now is is suggesting that that is going to be the case. She'll stay in Connecticut, which makes a lot of sense. I think it makes a lot of sense for her. It makes a lot of sense for the Sun, and I really do think that uh, you know when you're the reigning MVP, you can kind of name your price. And people, <laughs> because Chicago ended up being the story, people don't understand how insanely good the Connecticut Sun were this year. And on paper, it looks like they might be the team to beat in 2022. So consider this, Jonquil Jones staying in Connecticut. It seems as though they're going to have a shot to have Alyssa Thomas return to, uh, you know, and, and have her health back returning from injury. And um, yeah, they went 26 and six, had the number one seed overall, um, had an insane winning streak in 2021, all without perennial all-star Alyssa Thomas. Um, and uh, not only that, not only is John Quell staying in Connecticut, but it looks like Courtney Williams is going to be making her return to the sun as well, which um, kind of is its own story in and of itself. So that's all to say that I think Connecticut has a really, really strong chance to, to come in and make a lot of, a lot of noise and might just be a potential favorite for, uh, for running the title or, or for, for snagging their very first title in franchise history. So let's talk about Courtney Williams though. Let's talk about, cause I, I, I'm really intrigued to, to see how her free agency has been. Obviously a lot of news, you know, coming through with, um, some locker room issues in the Atlanta dream as a whole, whether it was Kennedy Carter or Courtney Williams, uh, or, uh, you know, anybody else on this team, there were, there were some locker room issues. And then obviously Courtney Williams with, with the video that came out, you know, outside, I think it was technically like a food truck or, you know, some sort of, sort of little, like a food trailer and, uh, the fight that broke out outside of that and, you know, ensuing news headlines that, that came with that, um, Atlanta openly stating and claiming Courtney Williams will not be returning to Atlanta. So then she's, she's really on the market and it comes down to what teams um, have a need at that position and also want to bring in someone who was just, you know, that's the subject of those types of headlines. Courtney Williams is an incredible basketball player, no matter how you, how you spin, you know, the, the off the court things that have been happening. But, um, you know, I, I think that she's one of the more talented players in the entire league. Connecticut is where she played before Atlanta, and she has an opportunity to go back there now uh, to a team that already understands her, understands her personality, that had a lot of success with her on the court. And I'm excited to see 
um, you know, how this, how this move goes for Connecticut, because this really shores up that, that point guard role that Natisha Heideman's been playing and Heideman, um, again, not a bad player, but probably the weak link on the floor, as far as a starting five go for the Connecticut sun. Now you got Courtney Williams returning and shoring up, uh, strengthening that point guard position big time here. Um, again, Connecticut, brought back the MVP and it looks like they're upgrading at their weakest position. So Connecticut might be an insanely scary team to play against next, uh, next year. So, or this coming summer, I should say not next year, this coming season. Um, a couple other, uh, side, uh, stories here with free agency. It looks as though Raquana Williams will be staying in Las Vegas and Kaya Stokes heading out to Atlanta. Everybody needs to be paying attention to the Atlanta dream because the Atlanta dream really should be making some pretty big moves this off season. They have the money to do it. It's just going to come down to if they can convince the right players to take that money and move to Atlanta. Um, you know, considering their recent history, uh, you know, not having great records, you know, off the court issues, uh, locker room issues, things like that. Um, obviously this is a very proud franchise, a, very, a franchise that takes a lot of pride in their community and not just their community, but the country as a whole being very, um, open with their political activism, which we are all for here on the show, being able to, uh, you know, express, um, you know, their, their thoughts and, and going against their actual team owner, um, in a, in a run for a Senate seat. So pretty big stuff there in Atlanta, I think that there's a lot of things that can draw players to Atlanta, but I can also understand. And the reality is that some players may be hesitant to go into uh, that situation that has been a lot of change, a lot of uh, moving parts and a lot of uncertainty over the last couple of seasons. So sounds like Stokes is going to be heading to Atlanta. That's the, that's the rumor at least. Um, I think she is a pretty solid fit there, and uh, and I'm excited to see what she can do. Raquana Williams staying in Las Vegas, um, obviously a great scoring, a scoring option there in Las Vegas. Always good to have some outside shooting. Um, so now here's <laughs> here's what a lot of pl- people have been talking about over the weekend. At least this is Monday that I'm recording this, the 24th. A lot of people over the weekend hitting up. Uh, a lot of Bree Stewart speculation, all right? And it got really hot, and then a lot of talk really cooled off. So I'm not sure what to take about that, or what, what my take is on all of that. But Stewie taking a meeting, flying down to L.A. and taking a meeting with uh, Josai and, uh, you know, other ownership of the New York Liberty. Now, I personally think that it probably makes the most sense for her to stay in Seattle. Um, that being said, I mean, there are connections that Stewie has to New York. She was, she uh, grew up, I believe in upstate New York. I think around, was it around Syracuse that she's from? Um, also, New York is not that far from Connecticut. Uh, and so having an opportunity for her to play close to a very loyal Yukon fan base could do well for ticket sales, could do well for her. So it would be a lot closer to home, be a lot closer to, you know, these two places that mean so much to her. Um, but I do think that it would have to be a really good fit, a really good situation. 
and uh, the right timing for her to leave Seattle. So we w- it, it remains to be seen if that will be this year. But regardless, the fact that New York was able to land a meeting with Brianna Stewart says a lot. The fact that she was willing to go meet with them, that just that that's big time. So speculation goes, I've got I'm actually gonna say it's about a thirty percent chance that we see Bree Stewart move. And if she moves, I think that New York makes the most sense. Um if you take a look at the franchises as they stand currently, and just imagine that you had zero connection to either of them, that you were coming in brand new, um which of the two franchises would you want to go and be a part of? Would you want to be in Seattle where you've got Sue Bird on her, you know, seems like going to be her farewell tour. And, um, you know, you've got a, a pretty solid big three, which, which you're a part of, uh, Jewel Lloyd is cord. So looks somewhat likely that she'll at least be staying there in Seattle. Um, who knows, you know, on the other hand, you've got New York with a really young, talented roster. You've got Bet Nigelani, you've got Sabrina Ionescu, you've got um, Natasha Howard, who already has played with Stewie back in Seattle. Um, and I think the trajectory of New York is really, really strong. And I think that New York right now looks like they have a better five year projection than Seattle does. So if the money's equal, and you don't care, you know, which place that you play, you've got, you know, your heart is, is a little bit in both New York and Seattle. You got to look at team composition. You got to look at, you know, the potential uh, opportunity to coach a, or to, to play under coach Sandy Brondello. Um, I think, I think that it is a non zero percent chance that, that she goes there. So um, that's my, that's my two cents on that. I've um, got a question in the chat coming in. I'm so glad that this question was asked because as I was listening to the last couple episodes with, you know, Steve and Logan and Jason and everything, um, I wanted to like give my take on this. So I finally have an opportunity to just give my own personal views on Angel McCautry and her potentially potential return to Atlanta. I think that there's some real, I think there's some real backing to this story. Again, Atlanta has a ton of cap space to work with. They can sign like four max contracts if they really want to. All right. They've got a ton of cap space. Obviously, they didn't bring back Courtney Williams. Um, Tiffany Hayes looks like she's going to be sticking around. I don't think she's going to get a max contract um, because she's getting, you know, closer probably to retirement. Um, has been a little bit injury prone. So I don't know if, if Hayes is going to pull a max contract. Um, and if so, they still have a lot of money to work with. Angel McCutry makes a ton of sense. It's, I don't think it's ridiculous to think a player goes back to that team. Um, and that's, that's my, that's my thoughts. I do think that McCutry could easily go back. The other element to this is that it seems as though Kennedy Carter is going to be a big, big part of the Atlanta dream moving forward. And who has been her mentor lately? Just check Twitter, check Instagram. Angel McCautry has been working out a lot with Kennedy Carter and kind of mentoring her and perhaps looks at this opportunity of, well, I've got two ways to leave a legacy here. Do I want to go get a championship ring or do I want to go in and mentor this next gen of players? Um, 
And if she wants a championship, I think Las Vegas or some of these other teams make a lot more sense. That being said, Atlanta, to go back to where she has a lot of history, she's it's a it's a fan base that she absolutely adores and that she absolutely loves. She's got a relationship with Renee Montgomery uh, as a former teammate, and you know, with with Montgomery being the current owner. Um, I think I think it's a great opportunity for McCautry to potentially go to back to Atlanta. In fact, I would maybe lean I would maybe lean to say that it's more likely than her staying in Las Vegas. Now, I could be crazy. Some of you are gonna think I'm I'm nuts for saying that, but I, I truly do believe that that might be the case. All right. Um, couple takes here. Uh, Michael M. Smith seven also has a take here. I want to I want to read this. It says Angel to Atlanta would be good for Atlanta, but Angel wants a ring again. Yeah, true. Uh, I mentioned that, but we'll see. There's other ways to leave it. I guess he. Her better chances to stay in Vegas, absolutely. As an Aces fan, I'd really want Angel and Kaya to stay in in Vegas, but I'd like to get let Liz go and pick up Rebecca Allen. There's also footage of Twitter of Angel working out with Kelsey Plum and Dierica Hambly. Agreed, totally agreed, Michael M. Smith. Uh, there is footage of her working with Kelsey Plum and Derek Hamby. She's currently teammates with those players. I think it might say, uh, I, I think that if you're working out with players from other teams. There's a, that always catches attention a little bit more, especially um, she's actually gone to bat for uh, against some of the critics of Kennedy Carter um, and saying, listen, we all make mistakes when we're younger um, and we all have an opportunity to grow and mature and kind of asking people to give Kennedy a second chance. And, you know, maybe Kennedy's learned a lot over the last half of, of last season, you know, where she sat out basically the rest of the year and, and wasn't wasn't put back into the rotation or, or really much a part of the Atlanta Dream team there. So we'll see. We'll see. I do think that there's a, a decent chance that McCutry goes back to Atlanta. Um, I would not be surprised if she stayed in Vegas, though. Uh, so I will say that. All right, guys. The last topic I want to hit tonight uh, is that Lauren Jackson might be returning to basketball. Excuse me? Lauren Jackson. Um, obviously, Australian basketball has a uh, has a big, long history. It's a very proud history that they have. Um, Jackson uh, didn't have an opportunity to participate in the 2016 Olympics. She had an injury. I believe it was her ACL that, uh, that kept her out of that and basically had to, had to have an early retirement there. Um, but has gone through, had a lot of, uh, had a lot of pain management that she's had to overcome different things like that. Um, there's, I don't think it looks like Liz Cambage is going to be a part of the of the Opals right now, but I think that uh, maybe Lauren Jackson just has the right timing and the right opportunity. If she is in basketball condition, bring her back. I would be so excited um, because Lauren Jackson kind of was out of the NBA, out of the WNBA before our show really started, and so I feel like. She's one player we would love to to have an opportunity to see play again. So here we go. Bring her back, Lauren. If 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 you can get to uh, if you can get in basketball shape and and you're ready to go, I want to see it. I want to see it. I think it'd be a blast to to watch uh, her represent Australia one last time. 
All right. Uh, let me just t- check Twitch to see if there's any uh, any other questions before we head out. Uh, yes, money. A good, another good question. Diamond to Shield, Chicago breakup. I think so. Um, I think that it's more likely that she leaves than she stays, and I think that it's actually a good thing for both organizations. I think Diamond to Shields has had a little bit of a regression in her performance, but I also think that that has to do with a team chemistry team makeup. And with the slight regression she had, she had, she started to lose a lot of playing time to make way for some up and comers like, you know, Kalia copper, um, Candace Parker returning, things like that. Just, it didn't, uh, didn't hold up. And, uh, Chicago, you know, at least last year still had Vandersloot Quigley, you know, filling those guard positions, uh, copper Parker, you know, like they just, they really, they, they had a lot there. Um, but I do think that the shields, I think the shields would again, be another great fit in somewhere like Atlanta, um, that has a lot of cap space. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of where I'm, I'm at with that. I think that the shields likely could go make more money than Chicago would be willing to pay for. Her, um, because I think a couple of teams are, have the money to spend and, you know, could look at her as, as a solid fit there. Obviously, we know the potentials there with her second season in the WNBA being a uh, an all-star and uh and obviously I think that that all-star game, that first all-star game there in Las Vegas that weekend, I don't know if there was anybody that increased their um increased their value in everybody's eyes as Diamond to Shields. Now, after that there was a regression that took place and didn't really, didn't really stay where she wanted to be. But again, that could be team fit, could be the role she was asked to, to, to play. Maybe a fresh start's exactly what she needs. But I do know that the talent's there for DeShields, and uh, we'll see, we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, all right, one last thing I want to hit, and I know I said that about Lauren Jackson. I, I, I lied. I apologize. There's a couple more minutes here on the show. You, I want to, I want to. Uh, add in here all right january 26th tomorrow the inaugural season kicks off for athletes and unlimited all right uh if you want to check that out by all means do um the the official team rosters have been announced uh team mitchell uh has you know some names on there that i think a lot of you are going to recognize imani mcgee stafford Sidney colson Courtney Williams, Tiana Hawkins. There's some big-time names on there for Team Mitchell. Uh, Team Russell, this is Mercedes Russell. She's got Lexi Brown, Mercedes Russell, um, Chelsea Phillips, uh, Daniel McRae, Taj Cole. There's some there's some good names on there. I'm excited to see what Team Russell does. Uh, Team Sims, yes, that's Odyssey Sims. Uh, pulling in Essence Carson, Kiki Harrigan, Kalani Brown, uh, that's a solid roster right there. By the way, uh, if any of you are playing uh, NBA 2K22, Kalani Brown is a cheat code in that game, and I can't explain why. But man, every time I play with uh, with Kalani Brown, I just absolutely slaughter the other team. She's it's just she's just money. Uh, and uh, last but not least, Dejanay Carrington uh, was the was the fourth and final. Uh, Captain for this initial week has Ty Young, Isabel Harrison, Jantel Lavender, Natasha Cloud, 
and Destiny Walker, some really solid players here. So you want to check those out. Go ahead and 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 hang out. Watch Athletes Unlimited. Should be fun. I think it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I really like the makeup of uh, of Team Sims and Team Kerrigan both. I think those could be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see Imani McGee Stafford back. Uh, as you guys listen to the intro of the show, obviously she was a great interview that we had early on uh, in the show, and so we keep her, even though she hasn't been in the league for a couple seasons, we keep her intro as part of what we do because we just uh, we we're big uh, we're big fans of of Imani McGee Stafford. So check that out again, January 26th. Las Vegas is where it's taking place, and uh, and make sure you're watching that um, anywhere that can be found. We'll be tweeting out links to that uh, as you check out our Twitter, at Pod. All right, everybody, that's about, what, uh, about all the time I've got for you tonight. Thank you for listening in. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, take 10 seconds of your time to further the cause of women's basketball and the WNBA by leaving us a quick five-star review. You're already on this page. Scroll down right now. Click it with your thumb or your index finger. I don't care. Hit that uh, Hit that five-star review. And if you want to type out uh, a five-star review, go for it. All right? We will read any of those out loud on, uh, on mic each episode that we get one um, we haven't had one for the last couple episodes so where are you guys at i want we want, i want to read one so hit us up there thank you all for hanging out with us tonight uh hanging out with me tonight and uh all of you on twitch i've got some other questions here um that uh that we'll have to address off mic uh i'm or not off mic but after the episode wraps up so thanks again for listening for wnba nation i'm kyle haywood And we got you next time.